I'm Casey. I'm Heidi. You're the Blonde Shells. And we are the, the Blonde, Blonde Jokes. Jokes. And today we have a very special little series, episode one Ooh. of a series we're going to call Wow. It's just two women. On women. Saying wow. wow. So we're going to talk about a few subjects today. Um, the first subject is going to be the Nike commercial starring Serena Williams. Wow. Wow. Uh, then we're going to talk about the Captain Marvel premiere. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then we're going to talk about Miss Jordan Woods, who is in the Kardashian scandal. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 <laughs> Um, But before we get started, let's start with some blonde jokes that have been submitted from the... uh, Blonde show! The blonde show. First, these have been submitted, and um, if you would like like to submit a blonde joke, be sure to comment down below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, and give this bit... And give this video a thumbs up yeah um so this one comes from craig aka night batman aka batman Ooh, nice i like the handle okay it says are you ready i'm ready hit me okay i've never heard this before (laughs) okay a blonde crashed a helicopter a police officer asked her what happened she said it got cold so i turned off the fan it's pretty cute. Yeah, that it's is adorable. Good. But the fan's outside, and I would, <laughs> I actually wouldn't make it cooler. I'm just saying because like you have to have it in. If, uh huh. But that's funny. Thanks, Batman. <laughs> Thanks. Greg. This one is from Robert. It says, um, "Why can't a blonde dial nine one one?" I I I don't know. She can't find the eleven. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> I have been looking for that 11 for a long time. <laughs> that one got you. Uh, uh, okay, well, okay, wait. <laughs> this one is from Shazam. Ooh, I love, I want to, wow. Yeah. <laughs> At J Sanity. Sanity. At J Sanity. Okay, J Sanity. Right? I like that. Three blondes walk into a bar. The fourth one ducks. You know, I know that I have done that probably. I mean, if it were, like, not a bar that I was sitting at, but I've definitely walked into one. Wa- I have a lot of concussions. <laughs> I've walked into a few um, street signs. Really? <laughs> were you texting or you just just did it? <laughs> I looked up. One time I looked up and I went right into one. Oh, that's good. But it might not be exclusive to blondes. No. Well, I had brunette hair when I had two concussions back to back. Doing what? Um, well, the first time I was at school and we used to do these flips off of long, like a, a mount, a board, like gymnast oh, yeah, thingy. Yeah, yeah. So Springboard. I, I landed on my head. Oh, real Heidi. good. On a mat, but it was a crash, but it still oh. was like a crunch. And then I got out maybe two days later and I was in a play and we had this funky, like, we had to walk under the stadium seating. Okay. And they had clothes. 
And I just walked right the heck into the wood right here. Um, <laughs> I've hit my head a lot. <laughs> That's cool. We're still standing. Right. Look where we, look how we turned out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> um, okay. So this is Nike's latest commercial. It is very female forward. Yes. It is starring Serena Williams. Oh, I have. So let's watch this and we will discuss about it. I can't wait. Yeah. If we show emotion. Yeah. And then coming back for more. Crazy, 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 and crazy. Okay. So it made me cry. Uh, yeah, so I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't crying at the beginning, mm. but it got me. Mm-hmm. I thought that I wouldn't like this commercial. Did you not watch it before? I had not watched it You were it unprepared? I was unprepared. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love this commercial so much in my soul. Every piece of it. I was disagreeing, or not disagreeing, I was rolling my eyes at the beginning with the, you know, like they call, they call us emotional, they call us, Blah, 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 whatever it was, this part. Um, where the, if we show emotion, we're called dramatic. I was kind of rolling my eyes like, okay, we get it. You're, we get treated differently because we're emotional. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard this a gazillion times. Mm-hmm. And but there's a reason you've heard it a gazillion times. It's because it happens. Oh, it's happened. That exact thing was said to me in an office job. Really? Yeah, I was so... And it was it was not because I was emotional, because I wasn't. I was just asking to, to be... I was asking to be paid what I had been promised. And, um, and I was told that I was emotional. And it was an email, which makes <gasps> it really interesting that I was emotional when it was very very all I did was clearly state you gave me these terms and this is what has happened and I was accused of being emotional and I was like no but that made me emotional and like right I I did not express the emotions I was having over getting called that but it was it was unacceptable and and it does happen and um and it's it's not right so I feel like maybe that's why it annoys you. Cause yeah. Well, because I I don't know. I, maybe because I don't... I'm very at work. I am very, like, you know... I, I wait to be emotional outside of work. Mm. Or, like, I don't... Like, if we're in a situation, I don't get emotional on the spot. I, like, right. push through... And then later unravel, but in private. Absolutely. But I think that's more of a personality thing. Like, I'm just, man or woman, I would be like that. Right. Because of my personality. So, that's not, that hasn't happened to me, but not because, I don't, I, I don't think because I'm a w- woman, but, but then again, like, I am very aware of that, and I do have trouble with people I do see the upper battle of having to fight against that yeah. stereotype. Yeah. And so I fight against it constantly by being unemotional. 
I completely relate to that. I think the, so why it resonated with me is not be, is because it's not true. It's like a double standard. Well, and it felt like an easy thing to say. Mm. It felt like an easy thing to say because I was a woman. Yeah, right. but it really turned around for me when it started showing all the different women that have like defied the odds. Yeah. And, you know, this is sports, but it applies to our industry cuz you know, obviously this is, you know, obvious, but we're we are our own production team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I watch the Oscars and there's not a woman nominated for directing, I'm like, it's just, like, how? How? And, you know, it it, it makes... I, I definitely have had hesitations pursuing directing because I, I never saw anyone who looked like me doing it. Mm. But as soon as images of, like, Patty Jenkins doing Wonder Woman and mm. or um Catherine Bigelow like I was like oh yeah. someone who looks like me um is doing this and it's just like it is just wild that that it's just is still it it now bothers me to not see women in the category of directing it really bothers me do you think um and I thought a lot about this, especially like in terms of uh, the same the same um, lack of representation it, it, for diversity in terms yeah. of that. And, and I I really looked into it because I kept thinking, well, what is going on, you know? And then I thought, well, the funding because it, it's hard to get funding to do anything, mm. and is it that? Is it that there are no diverse content creators, no female content creators, no female directors and all, you know, is it that there aren't any or is it that maybe, maybe multiple levels, maybe they're not getting the money. Right. Um, their, their content isn't appealing to the powers that be because they don't relate to it. So maybe oh. there needs to be a different representation there, which I think is happening, which right. is cool. Um, and are they support? Maybe it's maybe it starts like really young, like when they're little. If I don't know if a little girl's pretty, they're like, are you going to be an actress? They right. don't say, are you going to be a director or whatever? whatever. I don't know. I'm. And no, that is more of a question. What do you think about any of that stuff? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I guess it's multifaceted. Yeah. Like, you know, the different things are being tested out now on different audiences. And, like, because they're finally getting a chance to see if that kind of content resonates with uh-huh. people who are spending money <laughs> to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you see Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians coming out. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the response was so massive right. that the industry goes, oh, wait, like that's actually an underserved audience. That's actually an audience we can make money off From. of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, uh, Hollywood boils down to making money. Yeah. You know, but it Pay does. those dollars. See that money. Right. That stuff. Yeah. But it does make it very interesting that mm-hmm. there's still not any women 
nominated for best director like any and when we make up yeah. half of the population yeah yeah and it seems weird it seems weird to me yeah and and why is that is it that there wasn't any good content made by women and Maybe. if there wasn't why wasn't, wasn't there? there yeah that that's the other question like why weren't there more people right. making it to cinema like why weren't right. there more people going out and being you know picked up for that kind of thing but you I know we have to move on but you had a really interesting what made you go into production specifically was it that people said you couldn't do it or did you have the gift of like being able to because they know you could see it every day right Right. you had good representation well I grew up in a household that was all production so my mom was in production right and my dad was in production, and my dad never treated me differently. Like, I would go on shoots go with him. Go dad. Go dad, <laughs> honestly. But I would go on, on shoots with him, and he would make me carry his stuff. Like, I was never treated differently because I was a woman in my pursuit of it. So it was very, like, normal to me. And, you know, my mom was a producer, and all the other producers on her team were all women. That's amazing. Which was, it was children's television, that's so that's what they wanted and but like so it was very normal to me and I saw it so when I went into production class I didn't see myself as like different other I noticed for the first time in college that other people were like oh like okay like you know so yeah I don't I, I don't know but I never really I never really saw it as different so you were just kind of continuing on in the road that you grew up in versus yeah. like down with the man you yeah, were just no. continuing your story I, I always saw it very natural and and anything that I wasn't good at I attributed it to my own you know not a male or female thing but like my own lack of knowledge or my mm. own lack of practice yeah so I've continued on my career that way you know and there's definitely like I'm not amazing you know like there's definitely I <laughs> No, I, I have, I definitely don't know the most about X, Y, or Z. You know, if you wanted to sit there and talk to me about cameras all day, like, and you wanted to have a a competition to see who has much so as more knowledge, like I no. First of, why would you do that? What's the dudes point? do that? Really? Yes. Oh my god! In production, are you kidding me? Why? Because it's it's like it's like comic books or something like you're passionate about it so you know everything about it so cameras Why are the same way compete? Mm. I, don't get that. I don't get that i don't know if the microphone heard me but i don't get that, <laughs> that, happened, that happened to me the other day really yeah yeah i like scooted out of the conversation so i was like i really don't want to have uh whose dick is bigger back i really don't want to have a whose dick camera is, is bigger. bigger like <laughs> I do camera is bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of women in film. Mm, blonde ones. Blonde women in film. Oh my gosh, she is blonde. <laughs> She's blonde. Let's talk about Captain Marvel. Ah. Oh. So the movie hasn't come out yet. So, you know, if you're watching this preface, I'm sure by we the don't time know you're anything. watching this, we don't know anything about the movie. But Brie Larson, I think, has been very outspoken on her press tour. Mm. Um, did you see where she had wanted equal representation in yes. the people that were interviewing her? Yes. Yeah, so she's been wielding her powers for good. <laughs> and they just had the premiere of Captain Marvel. And I wanted to show you this picture. Oh, my heart. And she said, I did it for you, superstar. Oh. Which... 
<laughs> which is so great. This little girl was chosen to interview all of the celebrities and all of the um the she was selected to interview people on the red carpet Mm -hmm. um and it was really cute and you know brie definitely like took that on said i did it for you superstar which is so so sweet yeah um yeah and so i just kind of wanted to touch on her her attitude towards this and what do you think about her kind of taking that stance do you think that it was like I could see how people could be like that's a little much you don't need you're an actress you don't need to be you know making demands for who's interviewing you and stuff like that but do you what do you think about her doing that I think that if certain celebrities that I shall not name can ask for all green M&M's and all brown M&M's or whatever the color M&M I think you can ask for equal representation and the I think it's easy to I flip-flop like anybody else you know what I mean like I have opinions and what are they opinions are like we won't say. <laughs> um, but I think with great power comes great responsibility. And she is at a place where she can make what some may think of as unreasonable or unfair demands. But people do that all the time behind closed doors. And if it isn't... it, I spent a long time talking about being a feminist saying... You know, I'm not like, I'm not going to like burn my bra or anything. I, you know, I'm not like that. But then I said that one day and somebody was like, no, you, you are a feminist. You, you know that, right? Like, and I was like, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, I am. Because I believe in equal, in equality for all, not equality. Because it's like, that's a no brainer. And I think that she, um, she it takes those bold steps so that tomorrow it isn't a bold step tomorrow the step doesn't have to be taken because right. actual representation is equal it's not like a right you know it's not right. a, yeah so hopefully 10 years from now it won't even be a question but yeah. without her yes in this particular time yeah taking that step to say it mm-hmm yeah. yeah, maybe we needed it. Yeah. Yeah, and that, honestly, that was a blind spot to me. Mm. I didn't know or even really think about the, the even though I am in press. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do your thing. I love it. No! Do the, no, do the thing, the, the thing, do the thing. <laughs> I love it so much. Sorry, that was so loud, but I love it. Do it again. <laughs> I love it so much. Even though I am a reporter. Uh <laughs> Um, I, I didn't think about that and I didn't think about, you know, the lens in which a subject is reported about, the Mm -hmm. lens in which a subject is written about. Yes. Is important because that's how, that's how we get articles. Mm -hmm. Serena Williams was emotional, blah, 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 blah. Because through that particular writer's lens, that's how they perceived it. Mm -hmm. Versus somebody else's lens, 
may perceive it in a different way and that's how the narrative gets mm-hmm. made so I thought that was really smart of her to identify that aspect of the media yeah. um, and it I think will have a ripple effect mm-hmm. um, through so. how this movie is perceived you were gonna cry I saw you she was tearing up a little. Oh, I looked over you and I was like <laughs> I love that about you uh, I but that's that's a brilliant point. If you want to go ancient, Plutarch once said that it's impossible to have um, an unbiased view. That every journalist is biased, whether they like it or not, and that's the truth. Good, it's true. Funny. Yeah, I mean, that's... I won't deny that. And I am. Um, I don't know if you could call me a journalist. She's a journalist. I uh, I have a journalism degree. She reports and she has a degree. You know what? There's plenty of journalists that do not have a degree in journalism. Are there? I'm sure there are. (laughs) I'm sure there are. We'll fact check that. You can, like, bad tweet me and (laughs) tell me all about how wrong I am. That's fine. But before there was a journalism degree, there were journalists. So, Plutarch. Plutarch. But he didn't have a journalism degree. That's very smart of you. Um, (laughs) Okay. Mm. Anyways, um, speaking about how women are perceived in the media, that was a great transition. I did not plan that out. She's a journalist. (laughs) Um, So, did you see this stuff about Jordan Woods? Um, Briefly, but briefly, okay. Preparation. I will brief you. I will brief you on it. Okay, Kardashians. Right, so mm. Kim, yes, Courtney, Chloe, yes. yes, I know about all of them. You do? I I know the whole family. Even. Okay, so Chloe yes. has a baby daddy. Yes, I know this. Tristan part. Thompson. Mm. So Kylie mm-hmm. has a best friend, mm-hmm. Jordan. Mm-hmm. They, with a Y. With a Y. These, this has been a big happy family for a very long time. It's a very big family, guys. Very big family. It's really big. Jordan is kind of like a member of their family they have a makeup line together yes all this stuff on the billboard Jordan's mm-hmm. number one confidant so Tristan has a history of cheating Mm-mm. and he was spotted with Jordan at a party and people were saying that they got cozy and then assuming that they hooked up and there were also rumors that they had been uh, having an affair for months prior. All of this stuff was going down. And then Chloe kind of reacted um, like she was like, Jordan ripped apart my family. Oh. All this kind of stuff. Right. So based on the rumor, did uh-huh. she talk to Jordan? No. Come on. You guys are supposed to be friends. Yeah. If you did that, I would say, hey. <laughs> well, Casey. that was the, don't what? don't hey, Casey don't know yeah stop it but in my opinion the big hullabaloo was all about Jordan mm. uh uh th- that she's bad right that like okay. how dare she betray the family Gosh. versus that's a little creepy Tristan right. Yeah, I would like to say Jordan is not in the relationship. Tristan is in the relation. He is on the relationship. Therefore, he should be the one 
tailoring his behavior to honor his partner. They're partner. They're together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're together. Yeah. I I lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. So they are together. Therefore, yeah. So go. it was odd to me, first of all, that everyone was talking about Jordan, 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 and nothing about Tristan. Um. So Jordan. So Jordan's family is really close family friends with Will Smith's family. Yeah. Their dads are friends. Yes. So she went on Table Talk, which is Jada Pinkett Smith. You read Table Talk. I love. Yes. You do. You like the show? Like this this is the first episode I've watched. Really? So Jada had her on her show, and she um, told her what happened. People would say, oh, they're getting cozy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You- so then. Mm-hmm. Left at 7 a.m. So how drunk were you? I was drunk. She was drunk. <laughs> she some water and electrolytes. He just kissed me, and I don't think that he's wrong either because I allowed myself Sorry. to win. Alcohol's involved. People make, you know, dumb moves, or people get no. <laughs> Sorry, we can go on, but no. Why don't we take that hot take? What's your, your hot take? My hot take? Yeah. Uh, why the heck are you being so easy on him? He went in for the kiss, not you. He is responsible for his actions. Target black women. So that's the part that really stood out to me because I think they're right that it's, you know, the pain of the situation was only made greater because of the media outcry about it and how the media treated her. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like the Scarlet Letter. You know, it's like it, there's, it, two people are involved in this situation mm-hmm. and I just feel like in her situation they focused a lot on her completely on her and that's not completely fair what's Tristan's situation now with Chloe they apparently are not together anymore but he was spotted like the next day with another girl yeah and so but they're (laughs) what makes me even they're slut shaming her. They're making her like she's some slut kind shaming. of yeah. Right. That, that's not right. That's not right. Any in addition to this, there were a lot of people who watched this and said, "Oh, she's being fake and she's lying." How and, do you know? <laughs> Sorry, well, how do you know? I get where they're coming from. Where they say. Oh, it's because she's in the Kardashians, and the Kardashians orchestrate everything. There's a new season coming out. It's Hollywood, mm. of course. Ugh, that stuff annoys me. But. My drama's real, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but if we, if we don't listen to women in media mm. and believe them and just say that they're lying, mm. that's going to trickle down into normal lives. Mm. You can say, oh, they're lying because they're part of the media Mm -hmm. but i think especially at this time i just feel like have we not learned anything about listening to women and taking what they say as the truth of what they experienced and Mm. you know who knows like they could all be in it together they could they could all be a part of a big illuminati scheme (laughs) setting it all up promoting their own stuff Mm. like sure maybe yeah or she could be telling the truth and you could be just further perpetuating this stereotype that women are to blame just blaming the woman yeah. for a situation like this 
Uh, I, funny, this makes me think about the Lorena documentary that's out on Netflix now, which, if you haven't watched it, it's actually really great. Um, the thing that gets me about that that relates back to this is that the when you start watching that series, I'd be interested to know what all of you think. But I definitely rode that roller coaster, and I won't lie. Like the way they present her and her case in the fir- in the beginning, I was like, "Ooh, maybe she, maybe she is a cold-blooded killer. Maybe she was angry." But then you, there's no question about how you feel at the end of it, and and but but it's a testament to presentation mm. and a testament to. We don't know. We we don't know everybody's life. We don't know. We don't know what she's coming at any of this with. And and the point is, in this entire scenario, she was the single one. And and she did not. She I don't know. If she goes on to say whether there was any attempt at more, but she did not engage in further and it's on her to have that conversation with her best friend or whoever she feels she might have been disrespected in that situation. It's not on the rest of the world. But, I mean, they've put themselves in the public eye. You have your own opinions about that. But I mean, obviously, this is a very private matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why are we talking about it? Oh, it's just like it's just, you know personal drama it shouldn't be you know dragged into the media but we love it well yeah (laughs) but i think why these things come out into the media is because real life people deal with this Mm -hmm. and it there it's a controversial subject because it's a controversial subject in real life you know Mm -hmm. i I think this happens to a lot of women Mm -hmm. um i think the way that they're treated throughout the process of that in real life mm. could be reflective of, could be reflective of this mm. um and that's why people have an opinion about it and that's why we should talk about it you know for people who have like you said offered their lives for public viewing we use their lives as a mirror or as a benchmark for how other how we are living our lives whether we like it or not yeah you know so when people in the public space deal with these issues it matters to us because we deal with these issues absolutely uh if you're the person that this happened to yeah you have the opportunity to make a new path to do something different and not feed into the same narrative and if that friendship does mean something to you you have the opportunity to go directly to the source and talk to them instead of allowing everyone else's opinion to be more important than this person that you created a business with this person you say you care about the second something hits the fan you are more likely to believe the masses or the gossip column than to and i don't know people's personal business this is my my two cents i just think that there's an opportunity here that's being missed and i think that's sad because they clearly cared about each other and and it seems like that's been damaged yeah well hopefully they can get it together get it together guys can we all be friends by the time the next season starts so that's our episode if you have an idea of something that you want us to react to tell Mm. us in the comments below or follow us on instagram at 
the blonde jokes yeah! and dm us let us know mm -hmm. uh what you guys want us to react to or talk about or if you have a blonde joke be sure to put it down uh below or dm us mm -hmm. and maybe you'll get a little shout out mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. wow wow um don't forget to follow us also on patreon mm -hmm. and all the links are down below so thanks for watching uh you've been watching wow wow Wow, wow. I'm Casey. I'm Heidi. We're the, the Blonde, Blonde jokes. jokes. And this has been Two Women. On Women. Saying. Wow. wow. That's Entertainment Podcast Network. Entertainment and culture. Artist owned. Fan supported.